Good day, everybody, and welcome to the next edition of the Dive into Sekai podcast. I'm your host, Pepe, and with me today, we have Flant, who is our, one of our regulars on the podcast. Hi, Flant. Hello, Pepe. And we also have a new face today joining us for the first time, Mitt. Hi, Mitt. Hello everyone and hey Pepe. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Mitt and I am a person who also has the opportunity to join the show today. My, I am a Nene Ushi, I love her so much, but I also like Enna, Kohane and Ichiko. Alright, thanks for the introduction Mitt. So for those who are joining us for the first time, uh, just to give a quick intro, this is a podcast where we talk about Project Sekai Colorful Stage featuring Hatsune Miku, which is a mobile game now available on Android and iOS. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty fun rhythm game. It has a lot of good stories and characters, and we're here to talk about all of the new stuff for the month of August. So it's now September, and we're going to look back on all of the new stuff that came out. All right. Um, I guess without further ado, uh, we could get started talking about the events for August. Um, so let's go back to the very first event in August. This is called the This Will Be the Best Summer Event, Kito Saiko no Sama event. And this is this was our color our cheerful carnival as well as our limb event for the month of August. And I guess I'll get started with the story summary. All right. So in this event, we're brought to the seaside summer school that the Mia Masuzaka Girls Academy first year students are attending. Each student is put into a group of four and we focus on the group that coincidentally brought together four of the Sekai cast, Honami, Saki, Emu, and Kohane. They get to know each other at the beach and Honamama teaches both Saki and Kohane how to swim. After that, they prepare for their final day group activity where they have to present something. And because they're all musically inclined, this, they decide to perform a song from a musical with Honami on drums, Saki on piano, and Kohane and Emu singing a duet. But it doesn't go all too well at first and something feels missing. Honami consults with Shiho who tells her that she might be too used to the structured type of playing they do in Leonid, but a song from a musical needs a more jazzy and unstructured type of playing. They try that in the next practice session, and it goes really well, making them more confident for their performance. But trouble strikes right before when an accident ends up breaking the school's only drum set. So while Honami gets help to borrow a set from a different school, they have to figure out a way to stall for time. And Emu, with a little help from Miku, and with Saki as her assistant, manages to pull off an ad-lib magic show, buying just enough time for Honami to return with all the equipment they needed. Their performance is a success, and although they only win second place, they celebrate the last day with a barbecue at the beach with their newfound friendships. So yeah, very chill, very summer vibe event. Um, and I guess we can talk about the the card sets. Uh, this was pretty much the swimsuit event. Uh, what did you all think of the, the, the designs of the cards and designs of the costumes? <laughs> Before we even get there... <laughs> I can't get over the fact that you just called her Hona Mama. <laughs> um, that's her name, right? No? I guess so. Hona Mommy. Everyone in the fandom calls her that. Even the Japanese fandom calls her that. So yeah, I mean, 
unofficially she's Honda Mama. And in this event, more than anything, uh, she showed her uh, motherly capabilities. <laughs> I can't say that that's inaccurate because that's precisely what she did, but still, that nickname... I mean, it's fitting for her. And, you know, unrelated, but the cards kind of exaggerate that that fact that, you know, shows that she's a motherly figure or more. I mean, Just look at the card! Uh, well, no doubt, you know, this was... I. Yes, this was the first Leonid limbs, right? And it's it's no surprise they chose Saki and Honami for this, and you know, good timing as well. Um, and I also like how they kept things very classy. You know, it's it's usually not as in your face as other other gacha games that that take advantage of this event. You know. Yeah, it's a very beautiful set, honestly, and it's also quite tastefully done as well. It's I I really like um Honami's card. It's really great. I even if it's like. Um, yeah, when she's sleeping on the water, and then it's just like Saki, like, hey, hey, Honami, wake up, wake up. But it's a really beautiful set, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Did any of you pull? I, I had to pass because I was saving, I was saving crystals. I, yeah, no. I, I unfortunately had to not roll for this set since uh, I ended up getting notified if, uh, via leaks and all that that. Um, and in Mermaids, it's going to happen shortly after, so I unfortunately had to not roll for this event, so... Yeah, same, pretty much. How about for you, Flat? As for DD standards, limb events for for a daily pool, but that's always it, because it's All right. not a colorful pass, so therefore there's no reason to pull more than that. Well, okay. Needless to say, no, I from daily pools? Uh, no, no luck from daily pools, ah, as okay. usual. Right. But hey, it, there's an effort, and I don't feel bad that, you know, at least I tried pulling for them. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, yeah. Um. So, other than that, this was also the cheerful carnival event. Uh, this was Whale Boat versus Ducky Swim Ring. Um, so, which team are you guys on? Whales for life! Whales for life! Whales for life! I'm not a whale! <laughs> You're not... <laughs> Were you on the swim ring team, Mitch? Yeah, I was on the swim ring because I'm not a whale, so... <laughs> I'm not a whale, but I joined the team of the whale, the superior team. <laughs> yeah, I was I was teammates with, with Flant, and I actually ended up running into Flant during the last CC. And uh, I, I think he gave me a boost during that time, I forgot. Yeah, we, we I, I did. We yeah. wanted to exchange boost, but it was a little bit too late for that. Yeah, I ran out of time. Yeah, it's but fair here, enough. Here's a question for you, though. Did any of you get those times 10 the times 100 this event? Oh, yeah. I got a times 10 for the first time in this event. And yeah, we won. Congratulations. I didn't Yay. get any once again. <laughs> yeah, still, still haven't found the myth- the mythical times 100. But yeah, it, it's good to know that uh, these special bonuses are real. <laughs> They exist, you just gotta sack them like Gatro. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I guess the reason why I I ran into this is because I was playing quite a lot. Um, I was very lucky in this event because uh, I didn't I didn't pull for any of the Gacha cards. But you know, all of my previous pulls, I managed to get the Sports Fest Emu and the Sports Fest Miku and Hinamatsuri Saki 
and the Sakura Kohane, and all of them are like four stars that give 50% bonus. So I just managed to pull them in random banners, random uh, regular or fest banners, and you know, yeah, it, it's lined up perfectly. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty much pre gacha optimal. Yeah, and yeah. I guess mm, yeah. If, if you think about it, right, you're only pulling this gacha for the card because you already have like existing card from the previous events. And this is going to be a trend that goes on in like future events because it's almost been a year. We have a lot of cards that correspond to so many attributes already. So now I guess pulling them will be more of like aesthetics already. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're getting a lot of duplicate uh, attributes and characters nowadays. And I think the only one that uh, was really important in this was Honami because uh, you could get uh, a four star instead of a three star. You know, or if you didn't manage to play the Stella event, which I think a lot of players missed, uh, mm. they wouldn't have Honami's three star. For your information, the Stella event is the very first event of this game, so that was like nine months ago or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's very that's really long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know a few people act- who are very actively playing now, but they didn't reach the Stella event, so yeah, they kind of struggled without that card. Mm. Right, so moving on, did any of you tier this event? Actually, yes. Um, I did tier quite a bit, at least a bit for my own standards. Um, cause, because I had such a good team, I told myself, okay, I'm going to try to get a free tier 10k, you know. Uh, because usually I, I end up in like 20k and I'm lazy to push for it. But since I had a good event, a good event team, I really maximized all of my free boosts and all of my level up, and made sure to not, you know, not waste any boosts and beg for boosts from other people. <laughs> so yeah, and what happened was on the last day I was in tier six k, and I decided, okay, fuck it, I'm going to push to five k, <laughs> and I spent I think ten big boost scans and thirty small boost scans, and I managed to get into five k. Wow! What, yeah, what that's really ride. good. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, totally free, totally no crystal spent. So yeah, yeah. I didn't end up tearing in this event probably because I was too busy trying to save that would eventually be for um, Nana Mermaid. So yeah. I didn't really get a title for it at all. So it was still a fun event anyway. I had fun with the the teams and trying to cheer people on who were tearing. So it was still fun anyway. I went for the standard T50K as, you know, as per usual. But I would say I had a lot of fun seeing Wayo Room win 99% of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, yes. I guess in terms of overall, uh, like, the tiers weren't too hard this time. A bit higher than usual since a lot of people had 250. But other than that, I think those are like, kind of expected borders for CC. Yeah, I think that it was definitely a bit more chill than average events that I usually CC than usual. Definitely a bit higher, but summer event probably probably guaranteed to be some sort of high increase or something. Yeah, very cool. that is to be expected. It's a summer event. All right, so I guess that's all for this event, and we can move on to the next event. Um, next event was Happy Lovely Everyday, and this was the very first of the second rotation of the of all of the unit events. So we already finished 
one whole rotation of all of the members of of the previous event, uh, excluding Ichika, sorry Ichika. <laughs> um, yeah, so they started off, I guess, what you could call the next uh, set of events with more more jump, and this was an Irie event uh, with a mysterious attribute. And yeah, let me go ahead and start with the story summary. Uh, in this event, more more jump gets their first ever gig. They've been invited to perform at the graduation ceremony of a local elementary school, which was scheduled to close down. And they get so excited and plan out what to do with the rest of the virtual singers at Sekai and find out a new one has introduced himself. Kagamine Len, the idol prince of the stage Sekai. And while preparing, they start reading the fan letters from their students. And one letter reminds Irie of her traumatic past as Happy Everyday, the mask variety idol. She reminisces on how she ended up forming her career as a variety idol and her witty retorts making her more and more popular in various talk shows. And it finally came to the point where she donned the persona of Happy Everyday, a masked idol fighting evil. <laughs> Although she was quite popular, she ended up a bit of a laughing stock and she finally quit, believing that she couldn't bring hope to others in that persona of hers. She consults that with Rin and Len in the Sekai, and they tell her that although she doesn't know it, she probably did give hope to others in her role as happy every day, one way or another. The rest of the girls notice Iris' frustration, and they offer to give her a solo portion in the event to show off her true idol side. And when the event day comes, and while playing various games with the kids, Iris overcomes her fears and shows off her happy everyday persona once again, as well as impressing everyone with a solo live performance. And at the end of the event, the child who wrote about the letter mentioned previously approaches Irie and tells her how she gave hope to her during a lonely time, not just as happy every day, but as Momoi Irie, the idol. And yeah, that was a very, very heartwarming event. Very, It actually brought a few tears to my eyes while I was reading it. It's so wholesome. Like, yeah. she deserves the mm-hmm. world. Seriously. I know, I know. Yeah. To... To be in a position where you really do want to bring a bit of hope to people's lives but not be um, able to have the confidence in that because of your past can be in fact be something that can try and set you back to things you want to do. So reading this event after when Translations comes out was actually really wholesome. I really like Irie. She's great. Yeah, Irie is definitely my favorite MMJ. And yeah, uh, let's not forget the big reveal of this event. Uh, MMJ Len. MMJ Len. Wow. Boy virtual singer, yeah, in in, uh, in an all-female sekai. Boys? In my MMJ sekai? He kind of cool, though. Impossible. He, he fits him so well. Yeah, I know. It's like it was very smooth the way they introduced him. Like it's totally not out of place. He doesn't feel like someone who's not supposed to be there, especially in in the stage sekai where there's a, a whole bunch of other stages, you know. Yeah, he he he's very smooth and I actually really really like his um MMJ submit. It's really cool. I yeah. I remember when yeah. leaks came out and all that, and everyone was just simping. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, look at look at his costume. His costume in MMJ is like, oh yeah, wow. He's carrying the prince persona here, but at the same time, he's he's become softer, but you know, still cool. Yeah. yeah. Except there's one part about Len that they'll never forget, and that's to you know, always give him shorts. Never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah, give yeah. him pants. Always gonna give him shorts. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, let's go to the cards. Um, 
I like this uh, this the theme of the of the cards, which was like a letter messenger kind of theme, because it yeah. ties into the story of how they were reading letters from from the kids, you know. Uh, and the art was absolutely beautiful for Len, especially, but even for all the other characters. I think uh, this probably is my favorite 3D MV set uh, as of the moment so far. Yeah, this this set was really nice. Um, I like I would probably be like out of Irene Shizugu. They they're really nice. I I like the aesthetics. I'm really sad I couldn't roll for them, but luckily they're perm, so I could get them anytime. But yeah, it's what's on my favorite MMJ set that probably goes to um probably goes to Hopeful Stage instead. But mm-hmm. it's it's nice. It's a definitely a contender. Yeah. Favorite, M- favorite MMG said, I can agree with you on that. Favorite of all time, Awakening Beats, like, want to have a word. Uh, yeah. Ugh. You know, it's I like the set so much that, you know, I am tempted to use my, well, assuming that we get, you know, mir- miracle tickets or, you know, choose your own four-star uh, thing in anniversary, I'm tempted to get Irie instead of Anne, but I'll think about it. <laughs> It's gonna yeah. be a decision for sure. I'm torn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, all right. So for event ranking, um, well, I didn't really tear on this event. How about how about you guys? I didn't hear much as well, but there's a valid reason for that. You see, all the boost cards are MMG mysterious, right? And the yeah. fact stands that. There are no mysterious MMG three stars. Oh, it's either yeah. you get a four star or you drop down on a two star. Or you yeah. know what Irie. Yeah, break time just finished recently and that was also MMG mysterious. And if you happen to have a break time card, that was very lucky. Mm. But if you didn't, and I didn't, and I think most of us didn't either. Yeah, kind of I didn't hear. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, look yeah. on the bright side. Minori welfare two star is a mysterious card. In case anyone, like, you know, didn't get the mysterious uh, Minori back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can oh, still yeah, get that's free Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did end up using Minori. And yeah, then same my card. Yeah, the rest but of my yeah, cards because, because of how difficult it is to get high bonus in this event, I think, and it being an MMJ event also, I don't think we've seen a lot of competition in this event. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a bit higher than, you know, higher than usual for MMJ because probably a lot of people have a good team. But it's still not as high as the recent events we've had, like Awakening Beat and Wonders and uh, uh, what was the other one? The Carnation event. Those were like a different level, I guess. Yes, those are totally different. But that's not to say that MMJ doesn't have a lot of players. It's oh, yeah, difficult sure. to hear, of course. Yeah, the top 100 was still pretty high comparing yeah. to others. I, I remember back when, you know, uh, 20 million was enough to get in, you into top 100, and now you need at least 30 million. <laughs> that is so scary. Like, yeah. hearing the numbers in millions, right, already scares me yep. enough. But yeah. now that it goes up by almost, like, 50%, wow. Yeah. Dedication to tiers. I have huge respect to everyone who tiers high. Yeah. Oh, Nemo is in the chat, uh, and he said he tiered 5k as usual. Uh Pretty impressive for an MOE to always be able to get at least 10k. All right. Um, so I guess that's everything for this event. Um, let's go on to the last event of August. And yeah, I think this is the one that me and 
Mitt were uh, pretty excited for. This was Mesmerized by Mermaids. And this was a Wonderland Showtime event. It was a pure unit event, which was also a first. Uh, all of our pure events previously were all mixed events. And once again, they bumped off Tsukasa from this event, just like the Nene event last year. Pretty ironic. I thought Tsukasa was supposed to be the king. Where is he now? <laughs> He's underwater. He's drowning. He's been sent he's, to jail. Someone save him. <laughs> he's running from fireworks. I don't know. He's not even in the booze characters. Yeah, I know. I, uh, anyway. All right. Um, how about I go ahead and start with the story summary? So in this event, uh, Wonderland Showtime received their first task as the promotional ambassadors of Phoenix Wonderland to perform at the seaside stage of the luxurious Phoenix Ocean Resorts Hotel. And because of the theme, they decide to make a show themed around mermaids, as the lead actress of the Little Mermaid show that Nene watched when she was little was the one who inspired her to become a stage actor. They decide to do an homage inspired by the Little Mermaid, and their first of three days ends with a success. As Nene walks by the beach, she is surprised to see none other than Kazamatsuri Yuka, the same actress who inspired her to get into acting, walking by the beach. Nene invites her to watch the show on the last day, but trouble strikes as a bunch of kids end up damaging Nene Robo, who was supposed to be an integral part of the last scene. Rui should be able to fix Nene Robo, but they need to stall for time, and Nene takes it upon herself to do an ad-lib song performance, despite it not being her specialty. But she ends it with a success and manages to impress Kazamatsuri Yuka as well. They talk for a bit, and Yuka tells her the story of how she had to give up her troupe in Japan to pursue an international career in acting. This troubles Nene a bit, who worries about her own career, but Luca talks to her and convinces her to just enjoy things as they are. And the group ends the last day playing with fireworks, and Nene is reminded to just enjoy her time with the group for now, because that's what she likes, having fun with the rest of Wonderland Showtime. All right. So yeah, um, pretty introspective about Nene's growth for this event, and also leaves a lot for the future. Maybe not the immediate future, but you can definitely see how Nene is uh, really trying to aim for a career in stage performance. Definitely. So there's two things that get me most event. One, those damn kids always causing trouble. And they're causing trouble again this event. <laughs> All of this would have happened if they hadn't messed with Nene Robo. Yeah, that's that's true. Please, if you ever go to a stage performance, please do not mess up any of the equipment. I am begging you. <laughs> Second thing, I guess, like, the fact that, you know, that last line really gets me a lot. Enjoy the moment as it is. We don't know when it's going to change. We don't know, like, what we're taking for granted right now could get taken away from us at any moment. And that's a very scary thought to have. I think a lot of us can resonate with this, like, the same feeling that Nene is having. Plus, you know... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Nene goes and talks to the rest of Wonderland Showtime members, uh, telling them, hey, I want to be an actor at an international stage. And Tsukasa is going to be the first to speak up and say, of course, I am the world's number one star. And I shall... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so like Tsukasa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he is too busy getting chased by fireworks in the band. 
Yep. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing more of Nene's growth, especially because you know Nene is definitely one of the best characters. Yeah, she's here. So development is great. <laughs> All right. This event was uh, very mermaid themed, as uh, known by the title. And actually, Nene was uh, pretty much the star of this event with the mermaid costume. And I have to say, this is probably the best uh, Wonderland Showtime uh, costume so far, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. They they definitely came back from the Christmas set. This was nice, and I'm really disappointed yeah. I didn't get anything. Coming oh, from no, someone man. who's not like a diehard Wonderland Showtime fan, I would still have to agree with you that this set was mesmerizing. It was beautiful. Yeah, like, aesthetically yeah. speaking. Yeah, I feel bad for you, Mitt, since you still can't get a nene, and I feel kind I didn't of get a nene. It still happens. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> F. Yeah, F, F for Mitt. I was... I actually ended up spending for this gacha because, uh, well, you know, hard to control. And... Respect I, I was, for your wallet. Yeah. I was kind of frustrated at first because I did 100 rules and I got nothing in the first... Well, I only got one card in the first 100. But then, you know, the next 50 rolls, which was mostly like daily pulls and random random 10 times when I get enough crystals. I somehow managed to get lucky and got both Luca and then finally Nene. Because of the pity, I got Nene. So, wow. yeah. If there wasn't, That's great. Yeah, if there wasn't any pity, I would have ended up sparking, which would be even more painful. Ah, yes. That pity system is really uh, heaven-sent for people who are pulling for perm banners. Too bad that thing doesn't appear for limb banners and colorful vests. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Mm. Actually, this made me think, you know, like, um, because, of course, Colorful Fest has higher rates and the cards have uh, unique skills, so it's definitely worth it to pull. But, you know, it makes me wonder, is it really worth it to pull anymore for limbs, just for the hair? Uh, since there's no pity, you'll end up pulling more, you don't, you get less cards. Maybe, yeah, not, maybe not. Yeah, not to mention, like, it, you have to have, like, character rank 2, so... Not character rank, yeah. master rank 2, but... Yeah. That, that involves chords, and if you're not lucky in getting dupes, oof. Yeah, yeah I still haven't given master rank 2 my Haruka. <laughs> yeah, that can definitely be a problem, but... I guess to each their own. Some people might prefer the skills and, like... Yeah. I would say the main grab in Colorful Fest is still the skills and I guess trying your luck on the 6%. But that PD is really something helpful for people pulling for perm banners. As you can see, we have a prime example of someone who benefited from the PD over here. Yeah. Uh, Nemoy says in chat, pull for Oshi is not for efficiency. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's uh, that's a good way to live by. Yeah, that's Unless... a good way. Unless, you know... Pull to sim. Pull for sim, yes. If you really have no idea who to sim for, sim for everyone. <laughs> to pull for everyone? Uh, if you want, I can handle it. Why not? I don't see any problem. Oh, oh yes, and God. also, from Nemwi, I think this finally completes our Wonderland's PO, right? Everyone already has one PO poster. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, Tsukasa has one from... Uh, from... The Hinamatsuri, Emu has two, and Ruin and they both have one. For your team, well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, actually, when when I think about it, I I actually have a full pure four star team of Wonderland Showtime, but even though I do have that, my mysterious team is still stronger because the I have like ten percent on Rin, and even though Rin is a three star, it's still a big bonus compared to Luca, who I only have like uh, area item level six or something. So yeah. So then, uh, a question yeah. to both of you. Since you're both one land fans, you're both native fans, how high did it hear? Um, I I originally was going to go for T2K, but I ended up getting busy during my um during the whole entire event, so I could only settle for like five for T5K instead. I wanted to go higher, but as my luck for Nana is never good, my luck for tiering her events is also never good. So I end up having to settle with um, T10K instead. <laughs> but oh, it's okay. yeah, it's still I'm I'm still very happy because not only do I, do I still have a high enough um, um, T2K that was from Holy Night, uh-huh. and I managed to complete the entirety of um, first year Wonderland's like, Showtime. Um, um feather event titles so i'm more proud of that as well so yeah good job i mean that's definitely not something i can do i i don't put too much time into tiering and i also didn't tier because you know i i i saved crystals until the very last day of the gacha so i i didn't you know put in ah, crystals so tiering. you didn't really get all those like read up cards and do the very last days no no i only got many on the last day after the event was over on the the a few hours before the next gacha started is when i got many Ooh, i see for me i didn't really tear this event because of real life gate commitments but yeah it is still a comfortable t100k for me oh okay yeah, Nemui got T3000, and uh, he said he was going for T5K, but he ended up uh, getting too much in the first two days. And actually, that's an interesting observation I had, uh, not just for an NS event, but for Wonderland Showtime events in general. Um, I noticed that like the lower tiers, like uh, tier 10K, tier 5K, they're usually a lot higher than the tier 10K, tier 5K of other units. Uh, even compared to like Vivid Bad Squad and Nigo who are popular. But when you go to the really super higher tiers, like 1,000, 100, they're not as high as uh, Nigo and as Vivid Bad Squad. Uh, with with the exception of Tsukasa's event, that was a different story. But yeah, for for this event and for Emu's event, it, that was kind of the th- trend that I noticed. I think the quantity of people who wanted to go at least 5k for Wonderland's events are a lot higher compared to others. But if we talk yeah, about yeah. commitments of like pushing to the absolute highest in T1k above, right? I think not that much people would be willing to go super high. Yeah, I figure. But it's good to see that more people are coming out to tier. I mean, that's it's always interesting to see, you know, people keep pushing for the event more and more yeah it just goes yeah. to show how active the game is all right so i guess uh that's everything for this event um yeah i guess final comment from nemui uh it means every tier is going to get harder and harder and that's definitely the trend that we're going to yeah see definitely forward. yeah
All right. So I guess that's all for the events in August. And without further ado, I'll give the floor off to Flant to start off the gameplay corner. Go ahead, Flant. All right. Thank you very much, baby. So welcome everyone to this month's gameplay corner, where we'll be going through new charts. We're going, and we're also going to discuss one of the game features. We have an interesting topic that's coming up for later. So. Yeah, I hope you'll be excited for that as well. But first of all, let's get started on the new charts. We have quite a number of new charts. We have, let's see, one, two, three. We have six new charts this month. And boy, they are tough. Tough is an understatement. We'll get to it one at a time. Let's start off with the first song, Sodata, or in Ian, that's right, A Master 31. So, Pepe, remind me again, is this song a winner from the Prosecco Next? Yes, it was actually the winner of the pop song theme from so from Prosecco Next. It doesn't feel that much of a pop song, but I guess, you know, kind of feels poppy in a way. And, and, and that voice change that Miku is being tuned to sing, right? I would argue that mm. it sounds like a pop song. Like, it's a high-energy en- high pop song, but, you know, it's still pop. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's an Indian pop song, as Nemo said. <laughs> There's one part that does feel like that, you know. I do get Indian vibes out of it, like the part right before the chorus, right? Yeah, I mean that's not Indian. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. a very interesting take, and I'm happy to see it win. But of course, as with every other Prosecco Next competitions, please go and have a listen to all the entries that didn't make it into the game as well. All the compositions that you can find in Nico Nico or YouTube, they're all amazing. Please go and have a listen to them. Yep, for sure. All right. Yeah. Y- yes? Yeah, they're really... I think that the uh, the, the rest of Pro Second X um, entries are um, definitely um, interesting, especially the ones that who didn't win or didn't get in. I have a, mo- a lot of favorites who didn't end up winning, but they're still very good, even if, like, Sodata isn't probably one, one of my favorite contest entries. It's... It's still a good song anyway. The chart, we don't we don't talk about the chart, but it's still a good song. I'm I'm sorry to break it to you, but we have to talk about the chart. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's go ahead. Master 31. We also got the chart anyway. <laughs> Master 31. Oh boy, this is like compared to the older 31s, this is pretty dense. Well, as yeah. to be expected, but like I when I hear pop song, right? My original expectation was 27, 28, maybe at most 29. And then Sodata came and then broke all of those expectations. You know, ironically, I, I usually struggle with 31s. Um, they usually make my hands hurt because I play with thumbs. Uh, this one, not so much. It was hard. Yes, definitely it was very hard. But I guess it's really more complicated rather than, you know, super fast with lots of spam. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, I still won't play it regularly, but when I feel like challenging myself, this will probably be one of the charts that I try and play. Yeah, this definitely feels like one of those more technical songs. Sure, you need some stamina for it as well, but I would say that reading this is probably the hardest hurdle that you have to overcome to, you know, be able to play this song on that stuff. Yeah, mini jack test pretty much. There are a lot of triple jacks that you need to get used to. Very much so. It can become quite a pain at times, but hey, it's a 31 for you. But speaking of 31s, the next song 
Another 31 once again. That's two 31s in a row. Uh, Released on the 15th of August, going by the song's motif. This is probably the only song that gets released on an irregular timing. Say hello to Kagerodis. Oh yeah, we were talking about this last podcast and we were I, I said I was betting that it would come out on August 15 because the song itself takes place on August 15 and yeah, we were right. We were right. We I knew that okay, it's the month of August, but going so exact as to even go to the timing that it got released, like usually you would expect songs to be released at 2 p.m. JST, right? Yeah. This one got released even earlier because the song motive says 12 noon. Yep, that's when the oh, time loop I'm sorry, 3 p.m. This one, even faster than that because just listen to the song. It, the answer's all in there. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how good like the cover is? Oh, yeah. Uh, did you guys she buy any Solar. Oh, yeah, Shiho. Shiho But Ichika fan, Ichika Oshis, rejoice. We have oh, been yeah. said. Okay, yeah, that's good, sir. I, I had an extra Ichika vocal card for when I got her to uh, character rank 23, so I bought that. Uh, but, you know, I also want to buy the Shiho one because it's so nice. Maybe it's next a, play on the event. It is a very worthy investment. The song mm. is amazing, the composition, everything. The blending between Miku and Ichika absolutely incredible. Right. But the chart might want to say something else to that, like, incredible streak. Ah, uh, no. This is another one of those 30 ones that I just can't play pretty much. It's another one of those TO 31, isn't it? Those, like, stamina yeah. hills. Yeah, tree keys and basic skills made dense. That's a very good, like, way to surprise up the song. And really, that's, that's what the song is all about. You need a lot of stamina for this. And near the end, right, you'll notice that the same... Patterns that get repeated from chorus one to chorus two, but it gets more complex. So it's a test of stamina, definitely. By the end, you would be very exhausted. Yeah, like you know, it's. I I, I joke how I'm old because you know my fingers start hurting after playing thirty one. But really, this this you know, I feel like I might get carpal tunnel if I play this too much. <laughs> So I've I've gotten a comment from the floor saying that they feel that Kagerodis is very similar to Rolling Girl. Well, I guess it's similar, but it's a lot harder, it's a lot more Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Painful. Rolling Girl is like the easiest thirty-one or so they say. Uh it's Rolling Girl is really a lot of stamina, not much technique. This one is stamina and I think it does have a lot of technique that you need. There are some technique uh sections in the song, like yes. Kagero is right? The one good thing about the song, if you're into practice, is that the beat, the, the rhythm is very consistent. Like, there's no sudden jump or sudden, like, change in tempo. It's mostly consistent throughout the song. Only problem, can you keep up with it for the entire song? Yeah. But yeah, uh, from that, from those two 31s, that would be sure to, like, make so many people exhausted. So then Sega rewards us with something a bit more chill, a 27. So we have the next song, Ice Drop, which is the event song for the Irie event. I just love, love, love this song. It, um, it's so cute. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I say every new MMJ event, like, okay, this new song is my favorite MMJ song. 
And then now again, this new song is my new favorite MMJ song, but it's really good. Uh, I was curious about Aquera because I never heard of them before. So I listened to their music. And I'm like, okay, this is nice music. But then I heard Ice Drop and like, yeah, this is, I think, their best. Not just MMJ's best, but Aquera's best so far. I don't think we've like, for me, I haven't heard of the composer prior to like listening to uh, their song Inside Sika as well, but my expectations have been blown once again. It's so smooth, so chill, so cool. No, there's so many good words to use to describe this song, and Irene nails it perfectly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great song, honestly, especially since I didn't hear of the producer as well. So, yeah, this is one of their first works. And I definitely say it's a very good Irie song. It's definitely probably um my the Irie events on there like more than more jump more. Honestly, it's it's just sweet. I love it. And the chart's quite chill. It's more relaxing. Like you know, after surviving the hell that is the double thirty one. Coming out to a 27 really feels like a change in pace, and it's a good one that, you know, we wanted. It's yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think I see it played a lot in in multi-lives. Yeah, people don't choose it much. I was choosing yeah. it a lot because it took me a while to get full combo on this. Uh, especially the ending is confusing. <laughs> uh, it's like flip, then double tap, flip, double tap. And it took me a while to get used to it, but after I got used to it, I was pretty consistent. That can prove to be quite a challenge for many people as well, but mm-hmm. hey, it's a good change in pace. And it's one, like I said, we needed because the next song, we go back to chaos. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Wonderlands, you never fail to amaze me with your energy. We have Glory Steady Go. So oh, can we talk about the MV for this? This was a very cute MV. Oh so yes, nice. Yeah, I mean it was it was illustrated by the same uh, artist that uh, makes the four coma. I think Kani Uso is their name, and they even animated it. It was so cute, and they released a full version on the last day of the event, and uh, so many screenshot worthy uh, portions of the MV. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice. And then, of course, if we talk about the Sora, it's, it's Kinoshita, the one who brought you positive dance time. That was also a Wonderland cover. Same, same now, energy, yes, same Wonder Hoy. Same, yeah, at the end. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! That's so out of character for Nene, you know, just, just seeing her say yay and do a silly face at the end. I thought that's exactly what Nene would do. <laughs> I guess, yeah. You do you like <laughs> You hear you listeners, you've heard it from the two big Nene Oshis. <laughs> the MV for this song is phenomenal. As for every other song, but this one really takes the key. Oh yeah, best MV so far. Of course. But you know, once again I can't say the same for the chart. <laughs> oh, oh no. Why is it that this one chart is also difficult? It feels like a 30, if you ask me, you know. It's supposed to be a 29. It feels like a 30. I think it, it's one of those 29s that I can't, I just can't pass with 1,000 life. I need at least one healer. I understand that the energy of Wonderland's showtime usually means that, you know, you have a reason to put in all of those dense uh, peak. Peak meaning you just stuff in a lot of notes in one section more than others. But this song just 
makes it even worse. All of the side reads won't go well at all because of, as we mentioned in chat, a 132 beat. That's very brutal. We also have a lot of like trills that leads to flicks and those are certainly not welcome when you're trying to go for accuracy or go for full combo. This is definitely one of the higher 29s. Yeah, it's especially the spams and flicks that, that kills me. Actually, it's you know it's it's flicks particularly that I have a hard time with in this game. So yeah, and, and I agree with you on that. Doing the the taps might not be so much of a difficulty, but then when you have a flick that comes literally after that, well, that poses quite a big pain. And then he says the only reason it isn't a thirty is because it's short. Yeah, I guess in a way, uh, because the shorter songs, you have an advantage oh, yeah. of not it, losing it, too much life. That's true. It is very short. The song, if we don't count the nine seconds at the beginning, it's only around 130. That's like one of the shorter songs in the game. Could this like, could the length of the song even rival Hitorinbo and D? I don't think so. Uh, Hitorinbo is a good 10 seconds shorter, I guess. But still, it's one of the shorter songs on that. It's not yeah. even hitting two minutes. Yeah, um, maybe it's... I, I didn't count. Maybe it's in the top ten or something. But I know there are a lot of other uh, short songs like One and Ready Steady and Jackpot Sad Girl. So it's all up old, there. All the very, very old songs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you're already having trouble with taps and flicks in this 29, I have bad news for you because the next song amplifies that Tap-flick combo to up to 11. The next song, another 31 once again. We now have... Uh, let me see. We have Children Record, another 31. And boy, this one... I keep saying that the 31 keep getting harder, but this, this takes it to a totally different level, especially near the end. There's a joke, calibrated wrong children record. Yeah, there's a there's a bug that was announced where the the song is actually has a wrong offset. You have to play like with something like plus two to get the the correct timing on this song compared to other songs. But I think I don't know if they fix it. Did they fix it? I never checked. I didn't personally. I came a little bit later and I didn't feel the offset difference. Okay, but. Other people are saying it's not yet fixed, so I'm not exactly sure. Uh, anyway, I'm I don't know this is an expert, so fine for me. <laughs> the treaty MP, the treaty MP is so golden. It's so oh, yeah. good. Free MP is really nice. Three D MP is always a thing that we wish we have more, and we're, we're well fed this time. We have more three D MPs, and guess what? More VPS content. You know, I. I've been a long-time fan of Kagero Project. Children Record isn't really up there on the list of songs that I think you'd be able to dance to, but they were able to make it happen. They were able to make it happen. Count on Sekai to make miracles happen because, you know, why would yeah. you want more miracles? Miku is literally here to make a miracle, and they, she doesn't just make miracles in the character's life. She makes a miracle in your life also. Oh my gosh, are we? Are you indoctrinating us to the Church of Miku? Because we're already we there, man. This game, we are all in the Church of Miku already. <laughs> I've been in Church of Miku for five years. It's fine. Fair enough. This is like this game feels like a revival to the Church of Miku after like 
after 39s came out and then we were just waiting for if there are going to be new songs and then they hit us with project sekai and look look where we are now we're even deeper into the church of Miku, with all the other virtual singers also to to top yeah. that off but yeah chart wise the last section is so dense that it rivals the 32 i would agree with that the last section alone makes this 31 just go over the edge yeah yeah I just pretty much let go at that last part. I, I, I can't do 32s at all. And same with the last section. I just can't do it at all. I just, you know. So yeah, uh, for the players who would like to challenge 32s that don't know if they are ready to take up the task, I'd like to invite you to try this song and try to survive the end. If you think you're comfortable enough with the end, that's like a sneak peek to the 32s that you'll be finding in this game. So if you can do that, maybe it's time to start jumping up to 32 but if not then you can always continue practicing so that's children record for you one of the very high 31s finally we have the last song of the month which just released like a few days ago and this one is a treat for all of us because <laughs> mr aoyagi p <laughs> Yeah, Ito Kento, who is uh, Toya's voice actor, also known previously as 21 Seiki P, if you've heard his Vocaloid compositions. He's the composer of this song. Yep, we are talking about, yeah, we're talking about Magic Number in collaboration with Monster Project. Yeah, it was actually released on September 1, uh, not exactly August, uh, but you know, close enough. Uh, I, I was surprised they didn't release it on August 31 because August 31 was Miku's birthday. I thought this would have been a nice birthday gift, but they kind of delayed it one day after. I mean, this song would be a good birthday gift for her, but wouldn't you want people to go and enjoy her virtual life, which I totally didn't miss? <laughs> totally didn't <laughs> miss, sure. <laughs> Look, I, was, I only realized, wait, it's already the last life? Someone sent the message, it's the last life. When did I see that? 30 minutes after the last life ended. <laughs> so yes. Well, I'm, there's always next year. I'm so sorry. Church of Miku, I have disappointed you. <laughs> How dare you. The end. <laughs> Please do not ban. I, I slowly apologize. <laughs> but yeah, song-wise, it's so chill. It's really good to hear and... I don't know, like, I haven't heard his other words prior to coming to Magic Number, but I think this song just emanates those very classy vibes as one you'd expect from Toya. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the arranger of the song was Oster Project, and definitely has that Oster Project vibe similar to mm. uh, Nijiro Stories and other Oster Project songs, but there's still that part that you know uh doesn't quite feel austere and that's where you feel the influence from 21 seiki p or ito kento we've got a common saying that this whole song feels like a 27 28 until it shoots up near the end i would say that for people who aren't so like uh used to playing master 29s i would say that this the whole song it qualifies as a low 29 until the end hits yeah if if those of you who have played Cinema Master, right? Cinema, the the Build Bad Squad 29, I would say that the last part draws some similarity to that song, but they buffed it to a higher level. Yeah, um I did I did have a good combo going. 
uh, in the first half, but by the second half, I kind of lost it. Uh, but it's still not as hard as Glory Steady Go, you know. I can still pass it without much issue. Uh, probably not full combo anytime soon, but still enjoyable. I, I really like this song because it gives you the choice of weather at the last part. Similarly to Cinema, it gives you a choice of whether you want to do one finger for the whole last part or you want to do alternating between two fingers. Whatever your playstyle is, it will both fit into the song. And that is something beautiful that I like about this chart so much. Despite being so difficult, it gives players a choice to discover a way to play the song. It's like a unique way of you tackling the song and I think this is something that makes me prefer newer 28 to 29 more than the high difficulties, which kind of lock you into which way you're forced to play. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's about it for all the songs for this month. Next month is going to be interesting, but we'll save that for later because we have a discussion question coming up. And this one, I'll be opening the, I'll be opening the floor for all the comments. Here's the premise for the discussion question for this month. Let's rewind back to the previous Deadpool Carnival, the Konami event one, the beach summer event. So you would have noticed that there were the two teams, the floating, the, the duck floating ring and the whales, right? I'm just yep. going to call it the ducks and the whales. Duck and whale, okay. Right, so one thing that I noticed during the event was that the whales are winning all the time. Like, most of the time, the whales are kind of winning. So, it's been projected from day one or day two that whales will probably take all three wins and then take those, like, 50 crystals at the end plus the extra boost cans. But the downside to being in whales is that you have a 30-second or more wait time for almost every song because there's an over, like, people are joining so much in whales that we're getting a shortage of duck people. So here's my question to the floor. Would you rather have a 95% chance that you're going to win and therefore you will join that team, but at the same time, you're going to take that 30 second wait time, right? Would you rather take that 30 second wait time and get the win for 70 crystals worth of resources or go for the losing team and get instant matching? Uh, personally, you know, um, I would like to choose the instant matching because I don't have much time. But the way things happen with me nowadays is like the first few days of event, I don't really notice the matching because I am too focused on reading stories. <laughs> so I just pick one team, I stick with it, and then I find out, oh, we won. Cool. But if I knew, like, if if I knew which team would have faster matching, like on the first day, which team is projected to have faster matching, I tried to choose that. You know, like I think I did that back in classroom. Uh, that was two months ago. I heard like a lot of people in rooftop were having a hard time matching, so okay, I went classroom. Uh, but if I don't know, then doesn't matter to me much. Yeah. I think I think the one thing that influenced decisions for some people is that because you know you keep hearing news that wheels keep winning. And then the chances of Will winning the whole thing just keeps going up more and more and more. Unlike the classroom one, the classroom versus rooftop two months ago, where we've heard that rooftops are also winning equally as much as classroom, and therefore switching makes it feel like a bit of a risk. Like you're not switching to a definitely losing team, but at the same time, there's not much certainty. But for this event, for the Wales versus Ducks, 
the whales are almost projected to win no matter what. So Nit, what would you do? Which which team would you choose if you have the choice like this in future events? Uh, well, honestly, since I've been playing a lot of team games, it's going to be expected, at least for me, well, for whales that going to basically go, yep, it's already been decided. Let's go. Wales are going to win. But I think in future, since for me, winning isn't really a thing that I, I care about that much. Since the only thing that's what I'm really going to win here is just like 70 extra more crystals and boost cans. So honestly, I'll just go for faster matchmaking. It's also like, I can see why, like, if you like winning or you're trying to tier, then yeah, you would probably have to like go to the team that matches faster, or if you like winning, go to the team where you match the slower, but you're basically going to get flex points or whatever. But essentially, I guess in future that what I would do is still go for the faster matchmaking anyway, especially if you're someone who can't play for very long, and knowing how CC is in general, you'll probably need to dedicate at least a bit of time to play, play, play it, and... I really do like to get my um, event stories um, read to get all the gems to read all of that and to get all the cards and clear the shop before that's over because that also carries a lot of resources and all of that. So essentially, I'd still choose faster matchmaking anyway, honestly. I think we're getting a lot of responses here that will go toward like the faster matchmaking. And we also have a comment from the floor from Nemi that says that if... If you start tiering like top 100 or higher, it would have been instant 100% fast matchmaking. And yes, I'd agree with that because if you're tiering that high, right, you really can't afford to waste like minutes waiting for matchmaking to just land you in a room. Because sure, I said 30 seconds for one room, but if you're playing in top 100, which you're getting like 30, 40 million plus points in CCs, you probably you probably be playing on at least three hundred songs or something, and three hundred songs times thirty seconds adds up by by a lot. So if you're carrying that high, yeah, definitely just go for the instant matching. But if you're going for like just casual playing, right? I would also agree that it depends on your lifestyle. Do you have time to commit to waiting for matchmaking in Cheerful Carnival because? As we all know, sometimes that 30 seconds is a little bit of an understatement. That's like the best yeah. case. That is the best case. Sometimes you wait until 99 seconds, no one also comes. And you just, you've just wasted two minutes of your life sitting there waiting for a room that hasn't, that doesn't just happen. That's painful. So, yeah. if you do have time to dedicate into like waiting, right? Then sure, by all means, go for the winning team because you're still going to get similar rewards anyway. But if you don't have that much time because you are real life, then maybe even if you are a casual player, you might still want to consider going for instant matchmaking. Just mm. know that, you know, you're forfeiting, most likely forfeiting 70 crystals worth. For clarification, I say 70 and not 50 because yes, you do get 50 more if you win at the end. Those extra 20 came from the one extra small boost can that you get by winning the intervals. So, you know how CCs have three periods that announces winners, right? There's the, yeah. Period, yeah, there's the first period, second period, and then the finals. The first and the second period, if you win, you get one smaller boost can higher than 
the losing team. And that equates to 10 crystals worth going by, like, because if you refill five, five boost cans, right? I mean, like, you, if you refill five boosts, you use 50 crystals for it. So that's why one small can is, like, 10 crystals, which I would say 17 total is very small. But if you're one who cares about getting every last crystal, then, yeah, if you have time, go for it. Go for the winning team. But yeah. I think the we common... Not so much, yes, I think. But I think the common consensus for everyone here for this like series of guests is that we would rather go for instant matchmaking. But yeah, whatever your choices are, as long as you're having fun, that's good enough. Yeah, I just wish there was a way we could know earlier. Like I tried to look into surveys, which one are, are the most popular, and then I choose whichever is the not too popular. But you know, sometimes it ends up changing midway. So you know. I think that's why the game gave you one chance to switch teams yeah, before yeah. the first interval results. Because the first interim results is where you get locked, you cannot change teams anymore. But until then, you have the free choice of changing once and only once. You can't switch back and forth. So, yeah. Yeah, if you to the traitor bear. The, the traitor bear. That's an interesting <laughs> name. The bear that salts you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking approaching it? Do you know, sell yourself? Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, that's true. But okay, uh, I guess, right, as much as we hate the traitor bear sometimes, you gotta accept that there's one good thing about the traitor bear, which is if, let's say, you want to join one team, right, but then the capacity is full at the time the event starts, you can kind of wait for the player base to even out a little bit before you decide to do the change. Like, look at what happened to, to traditional versus Western weddings. Oh, yeah. yeah. People were rushing to Western so much that there's just no space. And people who want to join Western later would have to wait until more people join traditional by force means. But, you know, you can still switch. You can still yep. switch over. So it's not entirely all bad. I, I agree. You can even you. switch without having to wait. <laughs> I agree A lot of people you. were going that. Like, I agree with you, though, that if there were a survey that, you know, we can see statistics of which team is winning more, that would be very useful, at least, like, you know, make predictions based on that. But nothing in this game is set on stone. You saw traditional came back and then win despite having, like, a lot less people because yeah. the teams are stronger. Yeah, true. And she then with the whale versus duck, I think there were more whale players and they ended up winning too. So, you know, the best... The, the win-win situation was the traditional Western situation where traditional got instant matchmaking and they got the winning team. So, you know, that's the best possible that's, outcome, but you don't know if it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's the best possible outcome that could happen. But yes, there's no way you could know. And therefore, really just choose whatever suits you best. If you have one of the two teams that, you know, you are more inclined to pick according to the common question, then go for it. But if you don't really know what you want to choose, then yeah, just know that, you know, instant matchmaking is an option and you might want to look at the percentage of people joining a team before you decide to choose which one you want to join. And I think that's all we have for this month's gameplay corner. I'd like to pass the time back to Pepe for the update corner. We have a lot coming up for the coming month. Seriously, oh. be hyped for it. Oh, yes, we do. Thank yeah. you very much, Plant. 
Okay, so for the update corner, this is going to be a special month because we actually had uh, we had two streams technically. One was in August twenty uh, third, which was very very early for a Wonder Show stream. Usually we get it after the twenty fifth. Uh, this was at the twenty third, and the second one was just yesterday, uh, September three. And the reason why we're getting so much streams is because. Uh, we're about to reach our first anniversary. Uh, at the end of September will be the first anniversary of Project Sekai. So they had a lot of stuff that they wanted to reveal. So starting off with the first Wonder Show stream, uh, they revealed the, the winner of the Next Proseka Next contest, the speed theme. And the winner was uh, Sick of House by Ozone, featuring Kagamine Rin and Kagamine Len. And there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of theories for the speed contest. Uh, I think one popular theory was a, a song called Q End, which was which seemed like it would be the next thirty three. But they didn't choose that. They chose a somewhat simpler song, still fast, but still really nice. And it also didn't feature Miku, which was kind of the theme of the past few Proseka Next uh, contests. They chose a Rin and Len song. So yeah. Very nice variety, and I'm excited I, to play yeah, the game. I find that to be a very interesting choice that they didn't always go with Miku. It really yeah. gives like a lot of light to the other virtual singers as well. True, true. Okay, and the next thing that they had was game news, which was the first time we've seen Kondo in two months. So I miss Kondo so much. <laughs> we miss Kondo. Yeah, finally, Kondo uh, revealing to us the new big feature of Project Sekai. Custom profiles. So yeah, um, they showed it a bit on stream, and it already got released in game. Uh, but basically, what you can do with custom profile is you can kind of have like a mini Photoshop in your in your game, and you know, make a profile out of scratch. It was really fun. Uh, it already got released. Have you guys tried it out? Dude, dude. Okay. Uh, why use Ibis Paint when you can use Project Sekai? <laughs> <laughs> Layers and what layers and layers of shapes. Exactly. Yeah. But I haven't had time to explore that function a lot, so I'm still using my default profile. I'd love to tweak with it once I'm free here, though. How about you, Mitt? It, it's really fun, honestly. The, the amount of, like, the amount of memes I've saw of people making stuff with it, it's it's literally hilarious. I love it. Oh my god, yes. Oh, yeah. I've, seen very, I've seen, like, high-quality stuff that really shows that washi. I've also seen Rickrolls. I've seen Kirito Starburst streams. I've seen... <laughs> oh my god. It's so amazing how people can manage to make, like, full illustrations of whatever using just shapes. Because there's no pen tool in, in the custom profile. It's just you drag a shape, you layer it, you try to make another shape, and, you know, magic happens. Emotes, Bebo, Galaxy Brain, Emote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are making, like, uh, they're copying the Genshin banners using custom profiles. <laughs> yes, yes, I've seen that. And then I've also seen, like... Uh, if any of you listeners have played Dungeon Rumble B3, you know there's a part that's called Scrum Debate. Someone has actually made an, a photo that shows that conclusion of one Scrum Debate producing Sekai characters. Oh my god. <laughs> They're great! This They're really good! Answer. <laughs> oh my god! I think people are having so much fun with it and it just excites me every time to see people come up with these crazy ideas. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm myself. I'm not really a creative person. Uh, I have a hard time thinking of new stuff. But 
you know, I'm just here for the ride. I like seeing what people make. And there's a ride that you definitely enjoy. Yeah, yeah. it's great. So yeah, if you haven't updated your game, uh, well, if you haven't updated your game, you won't be able to open the game. But yeah, if you haven't tried out the new feature in Project Sekai, please uh, try out custom profile, make something for yourself, and you know, uh, share it with the world. Share it on Twitter, share it on Discord, and I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy it. Go wild. Yeah. Uh, the next feature is uh, unique character poses. So you know how when you buy costumes or when you try on costumes for your characters, uh, Previously, they just all the characters would do one pose, right? But now each character has their own unique pose, and I, I spent a good thirty minutes just looking at each one of them and having fun. Have you guys uh, tried playing around with it yet? They're really cute. <laughs> so cute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my my favorite ones are from Mizuki and Ena. <laughs> they're oh, kind no, of. Oh, they're cute. Yeah, they're, they're the fashionistas of the game, and they kind of make it a point to show off how show off the clothes well. The Wonderland Showtime one are also pretty cool. Uh, Emu just did a big jump. Rui has his hands uh, yeah. trying to present something, and then his guy, uh, Tsukasa, owns the page. Yeah, Tsukasa just turns his dramatic self around. Yeah. And yeah, um, pretty pretty nice, and it makes you you know, uh, gives you more motivation to try out different costumes, which is really another big part of the game that you don't see in other games. All right, um, let's go to new songs. Um, there were only really a few songs announced in this stream, uh, because there were a lot more announced in the next stream. Uh, but the first one, uh, aside from Magic Number, which we already talked about, the first one was uh, Cutlery by. Yuki-san. Uh, this is a cover, uh, and this is going to be covered by Nigo, by Kanade, Mafuyu, and Miku. So yeah, no no updates yet when it'll be released, but it's a really nice song, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's um, it's I wasn't expect I was expecting the song to be able to get in Sekai, so I'm actually pretty excited to see how it will be covered. Yeah. Um. And long time since we last got a Canada and Mafuyu duet. All right. It's been long enough. It's been long enough without like a Nigo duet, if any. Yeah. Usually we get Mizuki and uh, Mafuyu was a. Uh, we got two of those the past few months. So yeah. Kana and Neville. Yeah, Kana and never. Like I don't know why, but hopefully they'll get a duet soon. Okay, the next song is going to be the next Leonid event. So September, we're going to get a new Leonid event, and the new commission is going to be by Luna. Um, the preview is pretty nice so far, and it actually surprises me because I thought I didn't know about Luna, but apparently they have a lot of compositions outside of Vocaloid that I surprisingly already know. So yeah, um, uh, a bunch of them are in the VTuber, uh, the VTuber sphere. Uh, some of them are in other video games, and yeah, so they're a pretty accomplished composer, and it's nice to see them uh, getting a song in Sekai. Yeah, I'm pretty um, curious to see what this song's about, honestly, because especially the intro drawing of the Wanna Show stream, it's 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 very, very I like it. It's it's very loud, very intense. So it sounds something that's very interesting. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say I appreciate so much how Seika is trying to bring in like 
newer people who like they commissioned to make these event songs. We haven't had like a single repeat person, yeah. who, like a repeat composer yeah. so far, right? Yeah, no repeat commission so far. That's pretty impressive of them. That's that's really amazing, and it goes on to show how big the Pokemon music sphere can be. Oh yeah, yes, definitely. Uh, a funny joke about this, because uh, if you saw the intro video, uh, you see it was stairs. Uh, people are joking. Oh, maybe the chart is going to be a lot of stairs. Save that thought. <laughs> Don't jinx uh, it. Yeah, I'm not gonna jinx it. All all I can hope is that they finally make this an Ichika event because she, Ichika really needs an event. Give Ichika rights. Yeah. Give Ichika rights. It's, know, it, it's hard yeah, to say yet, uh, based on the theme, if it'll be Ichiga, but I, I just hope it will be. Hey, hey, at least you know Ichiga, Ichiga Oshi is a big fan with Kagerode, but we need more, we need event, we need more story, we need character development, Ichiga, please. We need more gacha. Oh, please don't. Gacha is like, it's good, but like, I'd rather get character depth, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and the last song that they revealed was the next Nigo commission. So we're also going to be getting a Nigo event in September. And this one is by a composer called uh, Picon. It felt like a very sad and a very soul-sucking uh, song. And I also looked a bit more into Picon stuff. And yeah, they do that kind of music. And it's very fitting for Nigo. Ah, uh, yes. Getting the big sad before Arnie. Very cool. Yeah, um, this is most likely going to be the event right before the anniversary. So I don't know if that symbolizes anything, you know, but yeah. As expected of Nigo music, and it's so soul-sucking. Yeah, um, a lot of people were commenting how um, the intro video has like a book. And if you read uh, Mafuyu's Fest story, it has a lot of uh, references to books uh, when she was a child. So theories are that it's going to be a Mafia event, uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah, uh, that's also going to add to the very uh, sad and depressive feel to the song, I think. Okay, and I guess the last major announcement that we had in the Wonder Show stream was uh, the return of VBS Archive. So if you remember, VBS Archive is supposed to be a regular uh, YouTube video where the Vivid Bad Squad members cover songs that are not from their uh, not from their theme or not from their unit. And this one was Akito and Toya covering Dramaturgy. Uh, it was already released on YouTube. Uh, what did you guys think of it? God bless the fact that they decided to make this song. This is like the best news I've heard this month. <laughs> the cover's great. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, dramaturgy was made by Eve, and Eve tends to do a lot of self-covers. And I think they designed this song to be sung by a male vocal range. So Akitoya really kind of nailed it for me. Uh, although that's not to say Ichika's version isn't good. Ichika's version is also excellent. You know, it's you know you give it's like you get two versions of the same song, but they feel like two different songs. You know. Yeah, two different people singing it with like different vocal styles. It's very, it's very okay. Yeah, this makes me so excited to hear the other VBS archives that will be coming in the future. They are absolutely seeing it so far with with Asuno, Yosara, Shokaihan, and then now we have Drama Tengi. I'm so excited yeah. to see the next one. 
hopefully we get a spin on things. Maybe instead of uh, Anne and Kohane, Akitoya, maybe we'll get, you know, Akito Kohane or Toya and Anne or Toya and Kohane, Akito Anne. Ah, yes. You know, that, 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 that kind really of mixed up. Yeah. Uh, male and female duet. There are a lot of Vocaloid songs they could choose for that, and I'm very excited for the next ones. Okay, now let's move on to the next stream. Uh, this was just yesterday on September 3, and this was the pre-anniversary stream. It was a very big stream and hyping us all for the anniversary. And the first uh, news that they gave for this was that uh, starting September 25 is going to be the anniversary festa for Project Sekai, and they're going to start it off with a login campaign, giving us items. Uh, they didn't say which items, but the seiyuu who presented it said there's going to be a lot of very nice stuff that we're going to get uh, for September 25 onwards. We're going to get two seeds. Time really flies. <laughs> Golden week times too. It really felt like just last month or like last few months hasn't even felt like half a year that Sekai started and now we're almost hitting one year anniversary. Oh yeah, it's it's like just yesterday yeah. that uh, I installed the beta of Project Sekai and was dying at Hibana and now, you know. <laughs> Hibana used to be 33. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope they do give us more seeds than Golden Week because Golden Week only gave us one seed. I also hope they give, you know, free pulls. Uh, a lot of people... A lot of people are asking for it. They did it in New Year. Who knows? Maybe they'll Wait, be generous. Give us free pulls. Give yeah. us gems. <laughs> give us more to gacha with. Give us more simp things. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Then the next uh, big, big announcement is that they've announced that they're going to be releasing 10 new songs, 10 new cover songs for Project Sekai. Uh, most likely going to be released during the month of September. And the thing is, they didn't reveal exactly which songs, but they did give hints. Uh, they gave uh, how many characters in Japanese the songs are going to be, and they gave hints. Like, some of them might be lyrics from the song or explanation of the song. Um, you know, I won't... Let's not go, go too much into this. I think we could take another hour just trying to guess which songs these are going to be, you know? Uh, but there are definitely some more obvious ones, you know. Um, I'm I'm definitely excited for these, and I'm excited to talk about it next month. So yeah, uh, we'll see how we plan to cover it on our next podcast. But I hope we can kind of uh, be able to talk about it with not without taking too much time. <laughs> we might have to, we might have to skim through a few of it, but yeah, the song releases are going to be yeah, so- yeah. Absolutely love new content is going to keep keep us engaged for a long while. And then we also have a lot of merchandise, a lot, a lot of merchandise. Um, we have art books, keychains, towels, shirts, hoodies, cases, and uh, also a very big announcement, uh, second singles for the units. So the second series of singles, which would feature the songs from the second and third events for each unit. And surprisingly, they're starting this not with Leonid, but with Vivid Bad Squad. Uh, first single will be coming out in November, and it's going to give us the full versions of uh, Cinema and Rad Dogs. Uh, technically, we already have the full versions of that on YouTube, but uh, still pretty pretty hype. Uh, as well as the full versions for the other unit event songs that we don't have yet. Yeah, mm, yeah. the jacket on for uh, VBS's second single is really nice too. 
Oh yeah, it's it's using the costumes from the Nocturne event, which I absolutely love. Mm. I'm wondering if they'll use the like the the um outfits that's for those in the cards for all of them. And if they are, I'm going to be very concerned what Wonderland Showtime's cover's gonna look like because Christmas. Oh, you're right. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> They could go, you know, they could choose Dreamer instead since it's it the album is gonna have the full version of uh Yeah, I'm I'm hoping they, they choose Dreamer instead of Christmas because if they choose Christmas That was oh, um, I maybe they can't choose Christmas because the Tsukasa doesn't have an outfit for that. Except, yeah. Except they really wanna put Tree Casa on the C D cover. Are they gonna do that? He gets tree casted on the album art too. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, we'll see what's going to happen uh, and looking forward to it. And probably soon after, they're going to have a third set of singles, maybe albums in the future. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Um, so the next really big announcement is something called Anniversary Festa. And this is going to be an, a live event. Uh, it's going to be held on September 25 and 26. And it's going to be uh, in Makuhari Mese. Which is pretty symbolic because if you don't know, Makuhari Mese is also the venue for Magical Mirai every year. So yeah, pretty pretty big. Um, it's a huge event, and I'm sure a lot of people who are in Japan are gonna go there. The shoujo Miku is pleased. Oh yes, for sure. Um, <laughs> just to give a run through of the schedule, and by the way, all of these events are going to be streamed on YouTube and Twitter and Nico Nico for free. So if if you're free, then you know, you can watch that no matter where you are in the world. Uh, on September 25, the first event will be a live streaming of the Nigo Radio. So if you've been listening to the Nigo Radio, you can watch this after you, you know, with the saves faces talking this time around. Because usually they have it as audio only. Kind of like a podcast of their own. Uh, the next will be a project message slash Q&A session uh, featuring the seiyus of uh, Kohane and Tsukasa. So these are Akina and uh, Daisuke. Um, so yeah, uh, if you have questions you'd like them to possibly answer, uh, you can tweet it out with a special hashtag. Um, I won't, I, I can't describe the hashtag because you have to tweet it in Japanese. But anyway, uh, you can search the official Twitter for the details. And then the last is pretty exciting. It's going to be an exhibition match. So there are four teams announced for this exhibition match. The first is the Seiyu team. We have the Seiyu of uh, Shiho, um, uh, Nakajima Yuki, and then the Seiyu of Shizuku, uh, uh, Rina Honizumi, and of course the Seiyu of Tsukasa, um, <laughs> Daisuke. <laughs> and yeah, um, they're going to be fighting head-to-head -head against another team, the VTuber team, which features popular Niji Sanji VTubers. Um, so, uh, Dola and... Sorry, I need a moment to look this up. Yashiro. <laughs> yeah, Yashiro, Yashiro Kizuku, Dola, and... Uh, what was the name of the other one? I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> But a team's red-headed by Yashiro, though, is gonna be really good, really fun to watch. Yashiro oh, yeah, is yeah. Like on top of the league. The fact that he's participated, like, he was team leader in the Mani Pro League Zero, which is a beat media 2DX tournament. He was also, like, we've seen him play a lot of 
2DX level 12. So he's a very yeah. like high skill player. Yeah, he's a he's known to be a rhythm gamer. Uh, and the last one was Ellie Conifer. Sorry, I forgot about Ellie Conifer. Um, also does a lot of rhythm games, streams, uh, especially mobile rhythm games. So yeah, uh, if you're into Niji Sanji VTubers, then you can watch this exhibition match and have see your, see your favorite streamers fight against other, other players. Uh, the third match is especially interesting if you've been listening to Vocaloid for a while. This is a creator team uh, featuring Hachio GP, Marasi and Sasakure.uk. Dips on this so, team. Yeah. You're winning. They have to win. <laughs> I hope they win. Uh, actually, all, all three of them are pretty active players in Project Sekai. Yeah. They're, all, they're all pretty good, yeah. Marasi tiers top 10. Marasi <laughs> is several under tier 100s. Oh, yeah. And Hachi OGP is a regular tier of Vivid Bad Squad events, which, by the way, are some of the hardest events. He has also appeared in the uh, Reach Party 2021. So he has had appearances in like tournaments before, in exhibition matches, I mean. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. New to the scene with this period of UK. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't heard much about him in terms of playing. I know he does play because I've seen screenshots from his Twitter. But, yeah. Um... Hopefully they can, you know, uh, make a name for themselves, not just as creators, but as uh, rhythm gamers as well. All right. And the last team they revealed is uh, super exciting if you've been playing rhythm games for a long time. Uh, This is the rhythm gamer team. Uh, This is featuring the top two winners of the Project Sekai Championship uh, last year, uh, Ruri and HPS, featuring one face who you may know. His name is Dolce. And the he money. is. The money yeah, he is. Oh yeah, he is universally known as one of the best rhythm game players out there. He is the top ranker in Beatmania 2DX. He was also pretty high in other rhythm games. He does a lot of streams for rhythm games, and recently he's been streaming Project Sekai. I've I've watched a few of his streams. He is. Oh, for those of you who might be uh, who might not know Doshi, he is the super like. The first person in the entire entirety of Japan to get the title of Super Player for Konami back when he competed for B Minute 2DX in the past, I think it was around 2013. And then subsequently he became one of the staff working Konami. His title that goes with every tournament that he's participated is Daimao, which translates to the Demon King. Oh, Demon King. Yep, that is his title. And even in, he is participating in uh, B-Minute 2DX tournament right now. And every time that we see him, that is always the title that comes to him. So he is a boss to be reckoned with. Oh, yes. And I'm just curious how they plan to kind of handicap the teams. Because, I mean, no offense against other players, but the Rhythm Gamer team is seems pretty super strong you know they're the best of the best so it will be interesting how they do the exhibition match um similar to the rage party they did a few months ago there were some mechanics that allowed them to allowed other players to get an advantage like you know you could pick uh an easier difficulty but get the same score as long as you full combo it you know those kinds of mechanics i'm looking forward to seeing you you'd have to realize you have to understand that back during the exhibition match in rage party Ruri and HBS were going against each other, so it's equal matching. But this yeah. time, they are together. So who can yeah. beat them? Well, there is one more team who they have not yet revealed. And 
you know, we already have a good a good spread of teams. We have Seiyu, we have VTubers, we have creators, we have rhythm gamers. So I have no idea who these question mark, question mark, question mark team is going to be. Whatever it is, it's going to be huge. I'm secretly mm. hoping for Kondo. <laughs> Let Kondo play Sekai. Let Kondo play Sekai. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he has an advantage because he can, you know, introduce uh, uh, bugs in the other game, other players' games. <laughs> wow, that that is a bold statement. Anyway, kidding aside, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, the actually on the last day there will also be a virtual tour of the event space. So if you are not able to go, uh, you can definitely go online and see see it from online, see it from YouTube, or see the virtual tour at the end of the day. So yeah, and then the second day on September twenty sixth, we will be having the Grand uh, Championship of Project Sekai, the Project Sekai Fall Autumn Championship 2021. And this is pretty much uh, the next uh, big tournament. Uh, this was the championship where uh, Ruri and HPS fought in the finals and Ruri won. And we're definitely going to see new faces here. And yeah, definitely excited to see who are the new uh, top rankers of this game. And yeah. Are you, I'm, I'm sure Flant especially, are you excited for it? You don't know how long I've been waiting for this. It's time to see the gods go against each other again. We've had so much fun during 2020. We were cheering for everyone. Everyone back then had a chance of winning. It just so happened that a recap of last year, HBS managed to AP Dr. Funk beat life. That was why he managed to get in so far. And then we also need to give credit to Rui and every other player. They were all phenomenal in their own ways. It's just that, you know, Lady Luck was not on their side that day. So if this is already the standard that we saw last year, this year is going to be even more intense. Oh yeah, there are a lot harder charts this year, um, especially the ones that we had the past few months, you know. Uh, but there are also a lot of better players now. So yeah, um, kind of exciting. Um, and then, uh, after the online championship, we have the Wonder Show channel. Um, this is going to be a live streaming of the Wonder Show channel in the event space. So this is going to be the first Wonder Show channel stream that's going to be, uh, you know, streamed publicly. People can view it live, and people will watch it uh, live streaming from online. Uh, this will feature uh, Tsukasa's Tsukasa's voice actor, Nene's voice actress. As well as um, Shiho's voice actress, Iri's voice actress, uh, Kone's voice actress, and Mizuki's voice actress. So yeah, um, it's a bit hard to say, you know, what's gonna happen because they have one one seiyu from each unit. So we have no idea, you know, who's gonna be featured next month. Usually, we kind of get a clue from who's going, who's joining the Wonder Show stream. Uh, gives a clue as to who will be the next events. But this one, it's still a mystery. But yeah. Uh, definitely looking forward to it, looking forward to the new songs that are going to be announced, and looking forward to the new events and uh, new cards. Yeah, and also, like, um, also like since this is pretty much first on, on a, even, like, an entire, like, new platform update, it'll be pretty fun, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Usually other games would change the icon of the game for the anniversary or something like that. Um, Yeah, hopefully we see something new. Right. 
And the very, very last thing that I'd like to talk about for this stream, which I think is exciting for us especially, is the international release of Project Sekai. This was announced in the stream yesterday. Actually, it was announced a few days ago through Twitter. But yeah, uh, we're finally going to be getting Project Sekai in English and in traditional Chinese as well. So the traditional Chinese version will be released this month, it's September, uh, first to Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, and in other countries in Asia as well, uh, like Korea, Southeast Asia, made on China. And we'll also get the English release uh, being released in all the all the rest of the countries in the world uh, in English. So yeah, um, how do you all feel about that? Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much with um, Ian that's coming out. I was actually pretty surprised that they're coming out with with Ian so soon. Since I was expecting to at least be like, I'm being dropped around at least like year two at least. So it's pretty fast how they're um managed to actually listen, which is something that I'm pretty happy that Color Pale is dead. At least they're um they're kind of listening to the sort of international um feedback. Well, at least a bit for EN. I can't say for many others other versions that are coming out. And I'm just hoping that the translations that they'll do will be good, since the stories are very good. So I just hope that it goes pretty well. Yeah, but, um, yeah. that's my biggest worry as well, since the stories are so close to me. You know, I hope they do translate it and localize it well enough. Yeah, but personally speaking, I think a lot of us would probably have spent enough time in JP that we might not want to move. So if you're not moving, then you're welcome to, you know, stay with us. We will keep you updated on JP content with this podcast. But if you do decide to move, then it's a fresh experience for you, I guess. And hey, it's it's your own fun. Uh, I, I already spent enough, uh, too much time and money on, on the Japanese version, so I won't move anytime soon. But I might try it on the side, you know. Yeah, I might try on the side, or like even try Ian just to go and get my second chance of getting a Niniv, so... Good luck. Hope it happens. Yay. Yeah, uh, this is... I, I heard a lot of other people are planning a fresh start, maybe getting the event cards they couldn't get before. So yeah, um, definitely a good chance for us English-speaking players, uh, as well as people who've never even touched Project Sekai before. Um, it'll be a good chance for them to get started on the game. Um, just sad that uh, when we talk about it, you know, we can't use the word Project Sekai because the official English name is Hatsune Miku Colorful Stage. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a good way to kind of separate the Japanese version from the English version. I mean, I guess they did it because uh, Sekai is not really a... Uh, a word in English, so they decided to stick with colorful stage. Although, project yeah, world. Be, yeah, project world. That would, <laughs> that would have been even worse, and I'm glad they didn't do that. But yeah, um, I guess that aside, uh, definitely a lot to look forward to, uh, and definitely a lot that's going to happen this anniversary. Um, we'll try to cover as much as we can in the next podcast. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as well. Uh, we've tried something different here. Um, we decided to upload the, the podcast in a much more raw form, less editing, but released much earlier with uh, not much, without any BGMs that you might have noticed uh, compared to the previous podcasts. 
Um, so let us know what you think. If you like this format more, getting the news earlier, or if you like getting a more polished podcast, you could message me on Discord or on Twitter and let me know what you think about it. Yeah. So that's everything. Um, and thank you very much, Mitt and Slant, for today. Um, it was nice talking to you about all of this. Thank you very much for having me. It's I fine. Hope, thank you for having me, too. Uh, I hope all the listeners had fun, and we'll see you next month. Yeah, right. see you all. See you. Bye-bye.